Good evening, all you brothers and sisters here in cyberholic junk space with memes in your eyes and ad blockers on your shoes. Uh, this is Destroy All Clickbait, the show with one weird trick to make you rich working from home. Other podcasts hate this. Uh, with me, as always, are Abby and Ing, and I'm Adam. Hello. Hello, all. Hello. So, we're, we'll get right into it. We were, uh, you know, the we were just talking about the huge controversy of this week that everyone's talking about, which is Waluigi. Well, he was more of the controversy last week, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, the E3 controversy of Waluigi. Yes. Um, yes, so maybe one of you who know this a little better than me can explain the controversy surrounding Waluigi. Well, according to the Washington Post, Waluigi was robbed and humiliated by Nintendo and his fans are furious. <laughs> I can think we, that sums it up. <laughs> can we just briefly state that the Washington Post actually printed a headline that involved the word Waluigi? <laughs> <laughs> and its subtitle when posted to Twitter is just <laughs> and And you must read it in the Waluigi voice. It just doesn't make sense not to. So... <laughs> Um, this is how little of a gamer I am. I don't know what the Waluigi voice is, but I'm I'm fairly certain it's it's like that. Actually, yeah, it's basically that. Yeah, he kind of like a vaguely Italiano Burgess Meredith from the '66 Batman. (laughs) 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 Waluigi, but yes, no, but but. Explain the actual details. Like I say, I know nothing about games, and I am not a gamer at all. So, what is the actual thing that happened for someone who knows nothing about games? So, there's a long-running, well, a relatively long-running series called Super Smash Brothers, which is basically a fighting game of all of the major Nintendo characters. It's been around since the N64. And Fire um, Emblem, for some reason. Eventually Fire Emblem, because you need people with swords. That's all. <laughs> um, uh, and and, Shit, and the since then, basically, more and more characters from the nin- mostly Nintendo roster have been added, and people have been wanting Waluigi for years. Like, I think since Wario has been in there, people have been clamoring to have a few different characters, one of which happens to be Waluigi. And this particular year... Not only was he not included, they also introduced the concept of Echo characters, who are basically characters who play like existing characters, but obviously are skinned properly to look like the character they're supposed to look like. One of the main points of contention is that Princess Daisy is now in Smash Brothers as an Echo character of Princess Peach. So Daisy is in the game, but Waluigi is not. Huh. I see. Yeah, and but I think they, they announced a couple a couple of other Echo characters, but that was the main point of contention as far <laughs> as not including Waluigi. Even though they included another character that everybody wanted, who is Ridley from the Metroid series, but yeah. Hmm. And I'm going to be honest in terms of uh, my favorite purple screeching characters, Ridley and Waluigi are in my top five, so... <laughs> You know, somebody posted a joke about that, about Ridley being really happy because he's Nintendo's most popular purple character, and then he looks online and everybody's mad that Waluigi isn't included. <laughs> so the next shot is of him and Samus, and he's dressed as Waluigi. 
for those who so, don't know yeah. uh, to get the humor of this image, Ridley is a pterodactyl dragon. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's a horrible... He's he's basically a, a H.R. Giger dragon. Yes. Pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. He's, he's, he's like Ing said, he's, he's a cross between a dragon and a pterodactyl, and it's wonderful. Yeah, I remember, uh, I, I never knew that thing was called Rid- I played the Metroid games in my youth, but I had no idea that thing was called Ridley. Yes. A very, a very uh, sort of... Go ahead. And according to the internet, Ridley speaks in a screeching Jersey accent. Really? <laughs> Jersey accent, okay. Alright, so the popular, hey, yo, the popular YouTube channel Retsuprey did a bunch of stuff with Metroid and Samus and voiced Ridley that way. And it <laughs> oh seems to God. so fit the character and voice. I'm gonna have to watch that now. It all, and it also doesn't help that naturally my home state's accent, yeah, uh, the right. northern part of it, does generally sound like irritated cartoon crows. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah that it. seems pretty legit. Are you Ridley Ang? Is that what this is? Uh, He's not north enough to sound no, like that. I'm not north enough. <laughs> though my Canadian friends have said that when I'm angry enough, I slip into that. <laughs> Hey, oh, I'm a pterodactyl here. No, no, Get no, that's Brooklyn. Don't confuse oh. me. Yeah, I was going to oh, say, oh, that, oh, is, oh, that is very clearly one of the boroughs. Oh, all you Americans <laughs> sound the same. <laughs> that's right. We all have New York accents, are from L.A., and dress like cowboys. Howdy, y'all. <laughs> I'm here to ride the surfer waves, dude. <laughs> that's all the new, all the, all the accent. Yeah, if I could fit Fargo in there. Somehow, yeah, I was tr- I was about accent. to say I was trying to think of a way of to yeah. do like a Minnesota yeah. Northwest accent that very did that voice there. Hey, welcome to the neighborhood, don't you know? <laughs> oh my god! Um, oh, you betcha. Uh, just so that everyone is- it. Edith Bunker is the apparently the archetypal American. Yeah, okay, that's actually uh, not a bad one for that accent. No, it's not. Um, just so you know, a friend of ours, Zambrick Yoda, is very upset that he isn't included in the Waluigi conversation because he wants to be a guest and be angry about it. Okay. Well, he has strong feelings about Waluigi. Yes, he has, he has very strong feelings about Hold Waluigi. Hold on, I, I gotta... Uh... How do I private this? Well, we like. So are we going to like him in? Is that, is that what we're uh, going to do? We're gonna have a, we're I gonna see no reason about... why not to. Hold on. Let's uh, do it. <laughs> <laughs> I will try to look at Chad as much as possible, FYI. <laughs> yeah. But yes, well, there you go. All right. Ex- experts on Waluigi in- incoming. But yeah, for this the is, uh... archetype of that accent i would put like okay so definitely edith from all in the family uh think fran drescher and in a more toned down thing linda from bob's burgers oh Oh, yeah like linda from bob's burgers is a less i mean it's technically still someone doing an exaggerated impression Mm -hmm. of it but it is it is very authentic so Bob's Burgers is set in New Jersey, right? Is that no. the actual place uh, it's supposed not to be set, offi- or where is it set? It's not officially. Isn't it set further up north? No, it's never officially not- said where it is. But again, due to Linda's voice and apparently some of the 
geography hints and some of the map things, uh, North Jersey seems accurate enough as a guess. Right. Oh, okay. I did not yeah. realize that. I'm not caught up with Bob's Burgers, because yeah. no, it, it seemed like that they were a little bit further north than than Jersey. <laughs> I, Just... It has some Springfieldisms in that right. it also clearly has some things brought in from coastal towns, like some in, uh, not well, not big towns, like... like it was... Boston, but it has uh, some of that. But yeah, an East Coast. Yeah, there's some yeah. New Englandish stuff. I was thinking too, Rhode but... Island or Massachusetts in particular, just just because of some of the the sort of fishing jokes they tend to make. Yeah, right. that there's but I mean, jokes, without... but in the sense of it being like a boardwalk pier town, right. and then there yeah. and then there's the rich community is. Uh, via ferry onto the onto uh, King's Head Island, which seems kind of to be a stand-in for Staten Island. Mm. Mm, except that's not quite the same. No, cause... but yeah, no. I'm just yeah. yeah. Unless it's no, a... I would... unless they're actually from Trenton, and then that's <laughs> just the island in Trenton where all the rich people live. <laughs> you guys are nitpicking this because you're actually from Trenton. Yeah. But... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like me, who has never been there, but my knee jerk is Jersey for that. So this whole hey, look, clam chowder in one episode the, is not the one long standing Jersey joke everyone has to remember is the fact that you can't make a left turn. That's all. No, no, okay, that's enough. all you need to know. <laughs> yeah, there's a tur- yeah, there's a turnpike. Yes, but yeah, the boardwalk and Linda and Jimmy Pesto and they all seem to be very New Jersey esque. So yes. and even Bob himself to a certain extent all seem very. Yeah, uh, and, oh, and that's the thing also of, like, also looking at kind of like how, uh, especially when we flash back to Bob's father's diner is very much in the style of, like, the Greek Jersey diner. That is very true. <laughs> it's that is rec- very true. There's enough recognizable familiar elements in Bob's Burgers to, that people from Jersey, like, feel it's very authentic. Also, right. the actor who does Linda's voice, it comes from another series of skits where he does, I believe, imitating his mother. That is very much like oh, okay. basically just the day in the life of a Jersey mom. Mm. Well, there you go. Yeah. So he is from Jersey then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, I love the image that they have of just the Waluigi doll seemingly just... You, welcome, you are muted, friend! ...down yes. in a... Yay! Yeah! Oh, okay, Waluigi time! <laughs> <laughs> so we have a special person with us now. Yes, this is... Vampiric Yoda. We is now go name? live to our resident Waluigi reporter... <laughs> <laughs> Vampiric Yoda. <laughs> Do I wonder if like radio announcers from like 1996 uh, ever wondered if that phrase would be <laughs> spoken online? Anyway. Oh, hello. Nice to meet uh, you. Nice to meet you too. All right. So angry right. about Waluigi. Okay. So why are you? <laughs> why? What is they the show him as an assist trophy? They make a point to show that you can KO him, and you get points for killing Waluigi. Such blatant disrespect. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, what is it about Waluigi that commands respect to you, exactly? He just exists. Like, no one goes, Hey, look, who's Mario guy? He, Mario goes, Hey, you, join our tennis game. Okay. Wear purple overalls. You're Waluigi now. 
K. It just his backstory of not being related to anyone is great. <laughs> yeah, he right, just sort of exists. That's right. Yes, I remember hearing that that he and Mario are not actually brothers, unlike Mario and Luigi. They just also, hang out together. I also discovered something wonderful about Waluigi that I think is going to kill Ing. Oh no! Waluigi originally was not tall and lanky. What? <laughs> Mario put him in a rack to make him that. Oh wait, what? God. So he could have his own Luigi. I have to relook it up to get a source on it. But I saw more than one thing reference it. So this is the grim and gritty backstory of Waluigi that involves being tortured into a current shape. Was so it? Apparently, he was down for it. <laughs> because oh my god! His dance career. Stretch me, oh, okay. daddy. <laughs> is, is 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 the origin of this one of those weird Nintendo comics? Oh, I believe that's his. Part of his origin in um, the DDR game in, like, the instruction manual or something. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> that game was weird. Because, well, well, the Nintendo comics, they're all just weird and give the deepest lore of Nintendo. At least I still have all of the fan games that put Waluigi in Smash. Uh, so, well, Waluigi yeah. is actually interesting in the sense of an internet thing, in that it is a phenomena <laughs> that seems to have been so genuinely hated that it somehow spun around into first ironic defense and then genuine affection. <laughs> well, well I, why did people hate him then? Okay, why did so that happen? Waluigi was added into the Mario like not the Mario games, but there's Mario Tennis. Yeah, yeah, the Mario sports game specifically to be a partner for Wario because in tennis you needed partners for doubles, and they wanted a thematic double for Wario. And okay. he's one of the few that is consistent throughout Mario that I believe wasn't actually created by the official Mario team. So the Mario franchise itself openly disliked him. And excluded him as much from possible because he was not an official creation. I see. And <laughs> the legitimately severely hates Waluigi. And if he had his way, Waluigi would never show up again. <laughs> not surprised about that. And then not surprised. the, for lack of a better term, characterization that it came to be that they established Waluigi isn't related to Wario. They just met. Right. And became friends. Well, isn't and... didn't they all grow up together? And that's the reason why Wario <laughs> and Waluigi is evil because yeah. because, because Mario and Luigi kind of bullied them as kids. According to one comic, yeah. Wario is uh, Mario's cousin and bitter about being bullied as a kid. Yeah. Who he's. Waluigi is Mario's cousin? No, Wario yes. is. Waluigi is literally just some guy who became friends with Wario. Okay. Yeah. And Wario is Mario's cousin. Right, and the actual explanation for why Waluigi is not in any regular Mario game is that he's not actually part of that group or anything. He is just somebody who comes to hang out for the social events. <laughs> 
when they go go karting and play tennis. Right. And the only time Waluigi has shown up. The only time he doesn't Waluigi always get invited. The only um, time Waluigi. So our other friends. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> the only time Waluigi has acted in anything other than as a guy who has come up to uh, be at a party or a sporting event is in the Mario DDR game where he was the antagonist because Mario questioned his dancing skills. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay, so I'll have to answer a question from the chat. Uh-huh. The chat. Cell asks, this bears the question of whether or not this means there's a Wa Peach. In the development of Mario Tennis, where Waluigi came from, there was a Wa Peach and Wa Daisy. Yep. There was art shown of them to Miyamoto. Yep. Miyamoto was like, you can have Waluigi fine, but Wa Peach and Wa Daisy is too much. <laughs> no, because obviously it would be Princess Beach. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and we need Princess yeah. Peach. It's just like some garbage punk version of Peach. And and Quazy. <laughs> Beach and Quazy. Beach right? and Quazy. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, I really like the idea of Beach as just this big buff biker. Like, original appearance Samus just with Peach's hair. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yes. And, and in lots and lots of, like, biker leather jackets and studs and spikes. Fair With two enough. blue shells on each shoulder. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, wait! So she's basically uh, Mario's love interest, um, fucking uh, Bob Hoskins' love interest from the Mario movie. That's exactly what I was going for, yes. Okay, because in the chat, that. somebody was asking, how does this all fit into the co continuity of the Mario Brothers movie? And I think we figured it out. There you go. The Mario Brothers movie does not fit into any of the main continuity, but it may fit into Zoo Ranger, the Super Sentai <laughs> series that Power Rangers is adapted just from. Just oh suddenly, God. out of nowhere... In the next Mario Kart, we just get Dennis Hopper. On a cart. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm back. And both Mario and John Leguizamo in the Mario Brothers plumbing truck. And it just doesn't. It has no proper handling because Mario's drunk driving it. Oh, jeez. That's exactly how it was in the movie. Oh my god. I, I, I had to see this movie someday. And oh my god, if you had to see just seen what a train wreck it is. Yeah, I, I know. When I know it's, your, uh, and it's your white whale. Tales to Enrage asked, <laughs> when do we get Creed and Mother Brain in Smash Brothers? And the answer is probably sooner than Waluigi. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna get a playable Goomba before we're gonna get Waluigi. So I really want them to, and this is the nerdiest fucking thing ever, I real one character I really <laughs> want them to get is Simon Belmont, because then- right. A lot of people want Simon Belmont. Yeah, because then with, then with just some palette changes, you can actually get the entire cast of Captain N. Okay. <laughs> but I, I said but Captain if they, should if, since Simon Belmont's owned by Konami, which is an awful company, and they can't get him- Mm-hmm. Well, here's an I interesting would be thing. Happy if but they use the, right... the protagonist from Bloodstained. But, um, it would be amazing if they got the protagonist yeah. from Bloodstained. But anyway, go on, Yoda. Um, 
Konami did agree to Snake coming back, so why wouldn't they agree to Belmont? I don't that know. Why do they make Silent Hill a pachinko machine? I don't know why they do the things they do. And that's because not a people joke. play that's pachinko machines. We know. Wait, breaking Waluigi news. <laughs> there is a Wa Yoshi called Boshi. Oh, yeah, that's a Mario RPG. Yes. Yeah. Ah, okay. Aoshi, yeah. Yeah, Boshi. He's an asshole. Okay. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot how it looked, and it's literally a Yoshi wearing 80s leg warmers, has a mohawk, and wearing a spiked collar. Of yep. course, naturally. <sighs> if you're wondering if there's erotic fan art of this character, yes, it is the eighth <laughs> selection on a regular Google search. Oh god. Here you go, chat. Have a lovely picture of Boshi. <laughs> Click on that. God. Oh no. <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> He's so badass. He's totally radical. And in my face. <laughs> There's also one fan art where due to uh, the odd angle of it and just because of what Yoshi's are, I think he's supposed to be uh, just dribbling a basketball, but it looks like he's laying one like an egg. <laughs> <laughs> well, they do. No, we we know what Yoshi eggs look like, though. So, and they do eat and lay strange things. So maybe the basketball is inside the egg that hatches after he lays it. Maybe that's well, a special <laughs> basketball move for, uh, Bo- for Boshi. I'm, I'm pretty sure Goombas are Watoads. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. They already have. Yeah. Exactly. Well, if there's a wa, if if there's a wa Bowser or possibly Powser, I'm not sure. So he they'd be he'd be a good guy, right? He'd be like a well-behaved, nice cartoon. Oh yeah, turd, dragon. we talked about this on uh, Twitter, and we concluded that there's no uh, what that we never see Wowser because he's a very nice. Uh, introvert who is convinced nobody likes him. <laughs> I deeply regret googling Wa Bowser. Oh no! I deeply regret. I deeply regret googling Wa Peach and Wa Daisy because I gotta tell you, I'm pretty sure none of these are the official concept art. <laughs> this is the more tame version of Wa Bowser that I found, by the way. Oh, oh my god! god. <laughs> so we're oh so no. to describe Wall Bowser, no. I'd like you to imagine um sort of Ron Jeremy if he did the fusion dance with a bearded oh. dragon lizard. <laughs> oh, it's just geez. Mario as Bowser, but Bowser's already. A Wario'd version of like a very nice, of a pleasant tur- cartoon turtle of, of some of some kind. So he's he's to... he's based off of a uh, of some folklore. I don't remember what it is specifically, but he is based off of a yeah. turtle god Japanese thing. Uh, Japanese folklore. You mean a kappa? No, not a kappa. The- okay, oh shoot! He's a Koopa, wait, not a kappa. No, actually, I have to think. Is is Koopa just like a bastardization of Kappa? 
I wonder if it is, because that would make sense. Kappas are kind of turtle monsters. Yeah, yeah but they're usually not related to fire. Like, this, the specific thing he, he is from is related to fire, which yeah, is why know, he but... breathes fire and Sorry, dies by but... fire. Mind blown. Uh, so... Also, a friend Cell points out that, uh, basically saying they are very surprised that there was a way to add erotic violence to Pachinko, but impressed that uh, Konami was able to do it. And this is specifically Pachinko Castlevania. No, no, no. For not, not, there's not... Pachinko uh, Silent Hill. Right. There's Pachinko everything, including Metal Gear. <laughs> all of all of their IPs are Pachinko, so don't think anything was saved. <laughs> well, to, be, to be fair... <laughs> Castlevania is the most uh, goth of the uh, Konami yeah. licenses, so the, the most vaguely BDSM-esque. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the only thing about adding Simon Belmont is because we don't want the crappy version of Simon Belmont in, in Smash. No. The weird one. <laughs> we really need to make Simon Belmont have be specifically be 8-bit like they did with um, Game & Watch. Oh, yeah. So that he kind of looks like a mud doll golem like he does in the NES? Just a giant mud doll golem? Yeah. They really lead into the Conan the Barbarian look that he used to have. Okay. (laughs) To be honest. But it's Konami and it's Castlevania. They'll make Simon Belmont a pretty boy if they put him in. (laughs) Does what? everyone know about the design I'm talking about, though? <laughs> no, it's the same. Jeez, uh, uh, we have got to. This is so like insider baseball, and yet okay, this has the on. most interest yeah, I mean, of anything we've done. So go on. I, I'm on the show, and I don't understand half of what you guys are talking. About, so. That's quite all right. Hold on. I'm not. That's. I'm. I am unusual in that I am not a video gamer at all, and I only know video games through cultural osmosis and hanging out with you guys and stuff like that. So that's fine. Yeah, it's the red-haired version of the character. Okay. Wait, Why is that hair? a big deal that he's red-haired? It's be- nothing. It, that's not. It's. It's just that version of the character. It's just he was redesigned by a fairly well-known manga artist, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that. That particular design is, frankly, really ridiculous, especially compared to, once again, the old version of of Simon Belmont, which was very much Conan the Barbarian, because okay, that's what so was popular in the 80s. is the one you're talking about the one with, like, uh, kind of looking like the Rose Guy from Inuyashu, but has an outfit that I can only describe as a half vest, but not the half you would think vertical half, <laughs> with a collar <laughs> that looks like he stapled a raven to it and a leather corset? Uh, that is one of them, yes. Oh, God. <laughs> Hold on. Well, that's, yeah. I mean, I that's true. I always, I know that mostly, I think, uh, Castlevania, he's usually seen as kind of a, you know, uh Is it this picture of era. him where his entire torso is an elaborate series of abs? Yep, that one. well into where the pectoral <laughs> muscle should be? It is just yeah. abs, 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 abs? It's just abs all the way up to his collarbones. Yes, that's the one. And with the flame, <laughs> okay, and with the flame racing on, stripe treasure trove tattoos. <laughs> well, let's see. Let's yeah. see the link. Come on. I am link, getting it. I put the 
<laughs> no, no, the, the multiple abs Oh, the multiple the abs version. Yeah. This should uh, be it? Yes. Abs, 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 abs. <laughs> abs, 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 abs. Abs forever. Oh wait, yeah, yeah. That's um, that's a lot of bizarre musculature on this. Yeah, it's not, it's not just the abs; it's those weird like side muscles that only like serious bodybuilders have in real life, but all all comic book characters have. And then he appears to have another set of them as well off to the side. Yeah, yeah. It's it's such a weird because at least the um. Because at least the weird corset thing is a little bit closer to to the to what he originally was is his Conan the Barbarian yeah, kind I of look. Yeah, I thought I picked the most ridiculous one, but this one wearing <laughs> the uh, uh, S and M half vest and posed that looks like, like he um, the ser- Castlevania Judgment version. Yeah, every, the- every character in Castlevania Judgment was weird, even by Castlevania standards. Yeah, that's true. Again, that are... particular art design was just bizarre, and but pants... Simon Belmont in particular was just made. His pants are like yeah. the lowest of hip huggers, too. He's <laughs> 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 well, all decided that we're all horny for vampire hunters. So, you know, any any vampire related media tends to get. I I don't know. To go I'm hornier afraid, and hornier. I'm afraid that like the series of abs continues down below the waist too. <laughs> so that you like find if out he that does... Simon Belmont has been corrupted by the castle. He's just an ab demon. Yeah, now. like if he drops more ab than that. Like I'm afraid <laughs> he's a fucking naga with human. I, I was <laughs> once a man. Now I am and it. An abomination! <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. No! Wait, wait. No! He's a, he's no! A snake. Does that mean he himself is his own whip? Uh-huh. No, no, no. no. Okay, <laughs> let me finish on this, because it's an important thought. I'm afraid that if he drops Trow, his erection will just look like a tiny ripped guy doing a sit-up. With it all, just <laughs> one hand. You always make it weird, Ink. You always do that. Yeah, uh... I make it weird, sure. <laughs> I'm just saying what we were all hopefully surely thinking. Uh... <laughs> we were all thinking, yeah, of course. We were all thinking that, Ink. <laughs> Feel shame. Shame. <laughs> It's like the it's like the joke I about Joe Cam. Fingers at the camera, even though it's not on. Yeah, I can imagine it. I, and look, the finger, I, no I, doubt, I can is sense the shame. Looks like good. I have a an appropriate <laughs> level of baseline shame. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Okay, I, I have an accurate level. Um. Like Bert Simpson, you don't. You don't you, you don't feel pride. You just feel less shame. Yes. <laughs> I still admire it better that he uses his bottom half as that as his uh, as his whip. Yeah, that would be interesting. Yes, but not his tail. That would tail. actually be kind of cool. Well, aren't there multiple Belmonts? From what I understand, like yes, I know it's well, Belmont used another Belmont as the whip. <laughs> no. You ever get so mad you use your own ancestor as a whip? <laughs> Well, <laughs> like Belmont. So he gave you a Belmont to Belmont, so you can Belmont while you Belmont. 
Oh my that, god. That's one of those uh. ideas that is so stupid, but I totally would make as a weapon for a character in a Dungeons and Dragons game. Oh, jeez. I mean, Castlevania is the series where you're not worthy to pull Excalibur from the stone, so you bash people with the stone. <laughs> yes. What? A what? In, so, in like, the one. Game Boy games, Excalibur is a weapon, but because, uh-huh. of course, only the rightful king can remove it from the stone, mm-hmm. it's still in the stone, so you, just... so you use it as, like, a warhammer, swinging the stone, using the sword as, a, as an oversized hilt. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. That's, yes. that's actually very clever. <laughs> I like it. That's that's Castlevania. I believe it's also that's the same game I think that may have one of the best weapons in the game is a holy grenade launcher. Oh gosh. That's just Monty Python right yes. there, the holy hand grenade. But it's a launcher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They went yeah. they went a step further. Yeah. The holy hand grenade launcher. Yes. And and now we have bloodstained. Which will bring us hopefully more crazy antics. <laughs> I don't even. I've never even heard of that one. Okay, so um, long... the. Go on. Go ahead. Oh, uh, sorry. I was gonna do just long story short. Konami won't do any more Castlevania games. The creative Castlevania decided we're going to kick. I would like you to kickstart my new game series called Smashalpania. Working title. Okay. And it is it's Castlevania with just uh no none of the IP that Konami owns and effectively okay. it's a it's, spiritual uh, successor. The main game you play as a lady with a whip and you're fighting demons and they recently released um an old school 8-bit game that's basically Castlevania 1 and 3 mashed together. Where okay. you can play as four different characters, including the main character of the game that's not yet released. Um, and I've actually watched a playthrough of it, and it actually looks really, really good. Um, where you have a, where you have, uh, let's see, the main character uses a sword. The uh, second character uses the Belmont whip. Uh, you have a magic caster, and then you have a demon alchemy guy. Yeah. Who is definitely not named Alucard. This is <laughs> This is Black now you your friend Alucard. Is it Doc Doctor Acula? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're demons. They're not they're not vampires. It's totally they're demons. Guys. So is it Natas and Rep Re- Rectum? What? Re- well, considering Re- the the Re- main Re- character in in the Re- big game is Zengetsu um, and uses a katana. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> also, a is it, filling is in it for like... Adam that in Castlevania, Alucard is not Dracula's alias; it's the name of his son. Yeah, right. I did. I did actually know that. I've I've played. I think the first two Castlevania games. Okay, so I do know that there's an Al an Alucard, and I've seen the. <laughs> the, the bizarre Netflix uh, TV show that they did. Oh, Season uh, 2 is coming believe, out soon. Which, that has Alucard in it, right? That's, yes. yes. That Where Alucard is Vampire David Bowie, and it's the best thing ever. Yep. <laughs> what an yep. odd series that was. But I was kind of into it. I don't know. I'm not, e- I'm not usually an anime guy, but that was kind of fun. Even though it, it, it was a little bit... <laughs> it was a little bit, a little bit slow to get into it. it. It took, like, the second episode where there was a big fight scene. Right. 
Well, it's only four episodes long, so... Right. But I think they were that was where they were clearly planning it as one big movie, and they kind of <laughs> chopped it up and sold it as a series instead. And it was written by Warren Ellis for some reason. And... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. wrote it at least ten years ago. Because I remember right. the yeah. initial news coming out. Yeah. Mm. Milked that uh, puppy for a while. Uh, anyway, but... Uh, as a non-video game guy, I'm just wondering if we go to move on to the next bit of clickbait, which no. is also provided, which is the other thing that people are talking about right now, which is the um, the that infamous New Yorker review of The Incredibles. Well, we've got a couple, actually, uh, of reviews of The Incredibles. Too, the Incredibles uh, which seem to is be a very big. opinion-generating uh, movie, to say the least. Yeah. So it would seem. Have you even seen it, eh? No. I, well, the original, but not the, uh... No, the sequel. Not the sequel. It's funny because, yeah, so none of us have actually seen the sequel Nope. <laughs> but... I haven't either. Nope, yeah. We've got all these opinions online, and one of them is uh, Anthony Lane's opinion, in which uh, famously is now uh, very horny for Mrs. Incredible. Um, in a way that rivals the infamous Harry Knowles Blade 2 review. Oh, God. uh, (laughs) Maybe, okay, maybe it doesn't quite go that far because nothing could ever go that far. But it is weirdly obsessed with, like, Mrs. Incredible. Like, he writes it as if, well, you know, we're all thinking about how we want to bang Mrs. Incredible, right? Like, he just treats it as a given, basically. No. No, I mean, people thirst for cartoon characters all the time, and I get that, but that doesn't mean you have to write about it. Here, for those of (laughs) you who don't know, I will read the choice passage aloud, which brings us to to the other event. Take your seat at any early evening screening of Incredibles 2 in the coming days. Listen carefully, and you may just hear a shifty sound as parents squirming awkwardly beside their enraptured offspring. And why, kids? Because Mommy just leaned over to Daddy and whispered, Is it just me, or does Mrs. Incredible kind of look like Anastasia in Fifty Shades of Grey? You know, the girl in the red room with the whips and all? And Daddy just rested his cooling soda firmly in his lap, like Mr. Incredible tried very hard to think of algebra. As for how Daddy will react later on, during the scene in which Helen and the husky-voiced Evelyn unwind and simply talk women to women, I hate to think, but watch out for flying popcorn. This was published in the New Yorker, guys! What what is with this guy? Why why is the first thing he thinks of Fifty Shades of Grey? Why is the first thing... No, she really doesn't. People that, um, that... Like, uh, dads everywhere are going to secretly be beating off into the popcorn (laughs) bin with their children next to them. Why? And he he just put it out there like it's this really natural thing that's going to happen to everyone, basically. Like, it's just, that's just, that's what we're all thinking, right? We're We're all here with our kids, and our wives just brought up Fifty Shades of Grey for some reason. Because of this is incredible. <laughs> hey! 
And Vampiric Yoda literally just fucked the shit I mounted. He's like, nope, I'm not doing this. Not doing this. <laughs> I do not begrudge him that at all. That's all. Fuck this shit, I'm out. But once again, if you're thirsting after cartoon characters, just just go to fanfiction. That's that's what normal people do. That's uh, what the internet is for. Listener Just do po- that. Listener Tales to Enrage pointed out that in the first Incredibles, there was a scene where Elastigirl, basically, when she mm-hmm. changes into her new costume, uh, bemoans effectively yeah. the ravages of age on her, and to use the uh, zoological and anatomical term, badonkabonk. <laughs> while looking at a mirror, which isn't played as something erotic, but it is a gif that's out there for people. Oh, well, of course. Well, that was an era before the internet turned everything horrible. Holy No, then, the internet was still turning things horrible then. It was, but it wasn't, like, part of the discourse. You weren't going to get attacked by the uh, Mrs. Incredible uh, looking at her ass meme everywhere you went. <laughs> oh, that's true. I mean, I don't know where you guys were hanging out in 2006 on the internet, or whatever year that was. 2004, right? That's when the first one came out? Jeez, it's been over a decade. Yeah, That's 15 crazy. Yeah, in 2004, I think I was still on Guyon. So. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, and if you're yeah. wondering, it is, like, basically the first Google image search result for Elastigirl ifs, GIFs. Uh, is it? I'm sorry, is, let me is, correct is the myself. It's GIF. Yes. Uh oh. Let's not GIF, go there. Holy GIF, cow. GIF. <laughs> Which then but I, it's... of course, have to just share into the chat. Yeah. Uh... But there was another uh, review that you linked to, Ing, and what was, what was the deal with that one? Oh, that's the one where. Oh, Last wait, yeah, hold on. Let me bring husband. that one up there because this one would be the fucking funniest one. About this, if the and it's from IO9 Giz uh, a Gizmondo review. This probably would be the one that went viral if the fucking New Yorker had it stolen its fo- fire, because the title is "Elastic Girl Deserves a Better Husband Than Mister Incredible." Uh huh. Which such lines is that Helen needs to break up with Bob. And go out with me instead. I mean, it seems to be on yeah. that, uh, I'm trying to skim through it without getting spoilers, but that Bob acts problematically and chauvinistically. But still, that title. Yeah, it's it's pretty. Uh, <laughs> it's it's uh it's got you know it it was written by someone with tears streaming down their face, watching a picture of Mrs. Incredible. Yep. Helen Parr. <laughs> oh, Which gosh. is her name, let's not forget. Although, the, yeah, the comments do seem pretty much to say, it's like, seriously, guys? Or, effectively, the comments are calling out the piece as clickbait, which is fitting for the show, saying uh-huh. that, oh, yeah, it's just like you did with Black Panther, and then you waited basically a month and then started shitting on it to get clicks. And, mm-hmm. you know, of took course. Like 72 hours to do it for The Incredibles. It's like, <laughs> no, um... that is. Well, to be fair, what that is, that's something that always happens with the blockbusters is that they get hyped up as the best thing ever. And, oh my God, it's the greatest thing. Like, the early reviews are always like, 
gushing and then people see it and it doesn't, you know, usher in the age of Aquarius because it's so good. And so people sort of start to, and I mean, no matter how good a movie is, you watch it again and, you know, you start to notice wait, the wait, flaws. And I, so that I, have to, I also have to pause and ask uh, our friend Van Procuta, what does that gift from? Since he just put a GIF in the thing there that appears just to be like a Pixar version of Stitch from Lilo and Stitch <laughs> clinging to a beach ball as it bounces off a woman's ass. Oh, I think uh, it's I think it's the movie Rio, the one with the birds. Okay, is it? I think oh, so. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, it's a parrot. Yeah, yeah, it's a parrot. Is, like, so it's, that's not Pixar. That's all right. It's company, right? it's blue and moving too fast for me to tell. So it's a bird. Yeah, a <laughs> I can tell it's a bird. Yeah, and it would make sense if it was in Rio that there would be people in sexy bathing suits. Sure. But that one looks like it was painted on. <laughs> <laughs> well, as, as they say. Oh, okay. Uh, he brought it up because it's classified as an Elastigirl gift <laughs> on the site, despite on probably, I think, Giphy... Uh-huh. Or one one of those gift collection sites, despite you know it apparently being from Rio. Okay, so, so there you go. Elastigirl gifts get more hits than Rio gifts. So, well, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, does anyone remember that Rio was a movie? Except I besides me. <laughs> yeah, but I, I never mean, saw the movie, so yeah. I just exists. <laughs> yeah, I, I have to applaud you for remembering that that movie exists, which I did not do. <laughs> yeah, my best I can remember like, with the character was eh, it's kind of like Stitch it's blue <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you saw it, Celine in the chat <laughs> but um, I never saw it, I just I just know it was about birds and that's about it and yeah no parrots, specifically Yeah, and, you, know, you know what I, if I'm not mistaken, they made a sequel to that one as well did they? There are two Rio movies that none of us have seen. I mean, uh. okay, when the Nut Job 2 came out, I literally thought it was a joke <laughs> that the sort of meta joke of this cartoon movie is that it's a sequel to, uh, like, a DreamWorks esque raunchy cartoon comedy that was never made. I thought no. that was the meta <laughs> joke, and then I discovered no, there actually was a Nut Job movie. I somehow just. <laughs> Either I Forgot. somehow no, I somehow did not encounter this movie at all in any shape or form, or oh, every or it retroactively came into existence, and I somehow was not affected, like you know, dying in on Star Trek whenever Q pulls shit, right. or everyone is elaborately <laughs> gaslighting me. Right, it's a Mandela effect of uh, animated movies that suddenly exist. Yeah, which fuck before. the Baron Stein, but... uh, Baron Stain Bears thing. This is the real alternative right. universe fringe <laughs> bullshit conspiracy. Right. Well, you, it's funny, you know. I remember being a kid, and I, I, you know, I studied animation uh, briefly in college. I took, mm-hmm. uh, or I was, I was get, trying to get into the animation program, sure, and I actually didn't get in. But um, I was so intent on animation, and that was the early, early days of Pixar. And uh, now, just to think that there would be a time when you were getting, you know, nine or ten animated movies a year, at least, maybe even more. Mm -hmm. uh, And you just forget that some of them exist now, and that would be unthinkable when I was a kid. That there were animated movies, like big-budget animated movies coming out, and they're not lingering in the public... uh, 
in the public mind at all. Spear yeah, uh, and listener Spearhawk and wanted to chime in and say that they thought the nut job was a hoax when they saw the first movie poster. <laughs> <laughs> Which no, I'm it guessing was... it would have had to been around the time of Tropic Thunder when there was a bunch of fake movie trailers and posters going around for that movie. Mm, so yeah, okay, fair enough. I, yeah, no, that that kind of makes sense. But not, I mean. The, how does an animated character work into the world of Tropic Thunder, anyway? Well, Tropic Thunder opens yeah, that... with a bunch of fake previews. Yeah, no, I so know. You I easily guess. Yeah, could have right. just slanted a fake, like, hired someone to do it, uh, mm-hmm. a fake preview True. for an animated one that doesn't exist. And, yes. And or, already Player One. God, that fucking, like, showed up and then just disappeared like a bad fart on a windy day, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and and everyone was saying, oh, it's so much better than it had any right to be. <laughs> but, I mean, I think everyone was expecting terrible Com- things. Was from expecting everybody was more or less expecting... <laughs> yes. Something like that, yeah. Or a wet yeah. fart. Yeah. Um. <laughs> a shark, if you will. Yeah, yes. exactly. Jinx. Uh, well, I mean, and that's it's so it's almost the new Avatar, <laughs> but I mean, I just the you know it, it, we were just spent a month or two elgic delving up how bad the book was and how terrible uh, everything about it. Every time there'd be a like an excerpt of it quoted, uh, you'd just be like, "Is this a parody? Is this actually a real book?" Because it it just did not feel real at all, and I can't imagine reading that book because there. Bad books over there, but this is literally just a list of stuff that the author likes, as far as I can tell. Literally nothing else, but... And then this happened, and then I saw... And then I met Metroid, and they were my friends. And then me and Waluigi hung out at the mall, and it was great. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Nothing nothing but that. I I guess they're citing all the... uh, the segments of the, uh, the book that are like that, specifically, but still, just... There were so many excerpts where it was just a list of things. And it didn't even make sense because it was all stuff from the 80s. <laughs> and this is supposed to be in like 2060 or something, right? Yeah, I mean, there's a contrived reason as to why the world is obsessed with the 80s, the 1980s specifically. Um, <laughs> and it has, And it has to do with the premise of of the game, basically. That's the reason why the entire Earth is obsessed with the 80s, is because of these stupid clues. Right. Etc, etc. And it's still a dumb premise. (laughs) (laughs) No matter what. Well, and I mean, the guy already wrote a book like that, from what I understand. Somebody's saying in the the chat uh, that they should have... The fake animated movie should have been the Emoji movie, and that would have actually been a Oh, God. Yeah, that (laughs) would have been an amazing joke would actually be a very funny joke as a fake movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's very, very real, unfortunately. Yeah, it's the, we don't have Popeye. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Well, it's, it's funny because that's that's following in the wake of... Uh, 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 to- like, it, unfortunately, sad to say it was Toy Story that kind of opened the door of what if this inanimate thing came to life? And that goes all the way to the Lego movie, which was also good, despite not having any right to be any good. But then they tried to push their luck with Emoji Movie, and it's just become, what if our product was 
alive and could talk to you and be your friend, and it was all wonderful and magical. Well, and the problem with the Emoji movie is also that how much corporate sponsorship can we shove in one movie? Exactly. And, and when your movie is that, that's the basis. It just doesn't make sense. At the time when Toy Story came out, the fact that they had actual toys like Mr. Potato Head and things mm-hmm. that, that, we will, that we actually did play with as a kid... That actually had resonance because it was like, oh yeah, he's not. It's not his teddy bear coming to life. It's a thing that we actually played with as kids, and and that it had an actual, you know, connection to it. And of course, famously, like Barbie didn't want to give them the license to use Barbie in the movie, and they kind of missed the boat on that. And they were tearing their hair out. The second one, though. Yeah, they Barbie did. shows well, up that, in the second one. That's right. They ru- they rushed to get Barbie in the second one, but at the time they didn't let, like uh, the uh, the Bo Peep was supposed to be Barbie, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, hmm. She was supposed to be the love interest. Really? Uh, they could, yeah, they couldn't get the rights to her. Um, oh. And and Bar and Mattel, of course, felt like, oh my god, that would. And if you remember, at one point, they uh, uh, Sid blows up a quote combat Carl, which is obviously GI Joe. Yeah. Um, and again, so it's, they couldn't get the rights to those two things. Mattel withheld it, which is, I guess, at the time they weren't owned by Disney, so they didn't realize the, the what was going to happen. They thought it was some tiny thing. Anyway, but it's just ironic that they made that, and it, I, you know, it was actually kind of thrilling at the time. That, oh yeah, I played with those toys. It's not, it's not some fake thing. But now it's just become let's, you know, it as an excuse to market our our crap. Yeah. Uh, yep. Also, I would be remiss if I didn't point out that the that Toy Story is highly inspired and influenced by a TV movie, I believe, called The Christmas Gift, done by Jim Henson Productions. Okay, All that's right. under uh, the similar premise of Toys Come to Life when people aren't watching. Ah. Okay. Well, I mean, that's kind of yeah. I think yeah, I think you can probably trace that back even further. And then there was the uh, the brave little toaster. I don't know if you've ever seen that one. Right. Yeah. And that is it's appliances, but it's the same premise. They're alive when nobody's looking at them, and in fact, they're weirdly obsessed with their owner, which doesn't quite make as much sense when they're appliances compared to toys. When you're a toy, you're kind of obsessed with your. It makes sense that they'd be obsessed with their their kid owner, but you know, for a a radio oh, I, and a. I also have to pitch that there is an um, illustrated book that is sort of a very gothy, darker take on the Toy Story thing by the artist Brom called The Plucker, and I actually would highly encourage reading it. It's a lot of fun. The Plucker? Yes. How is it darker? I don't understand. Um, Gothier. It's, it's a similar premise, but. Um, there, it effectively, the titular plucker is a sort of earth spirit turned demon that is draining a small child's soul via devouring its toys. Okay. Since since the toys are are effectively animated because children put so much of themselves into the toys Mm. by making pretend, and it's using that as a method to, uh, suck the soul out of this child. Right. Interesting. Yes. Huh. Well, that's yeah. Okay. Well, that, have you ever read uh, the comic book? Um, oh my God! What's it called? Uh, there's a comic about uh, toys. Uh, oh my God! And it's basically the toys uh, again. They come to life, but their child is kidnapped by the boogeyman in the closet, and the toys have to go in after him. And inside the closet is a gigantic fantasy world where they all become like warriors and 
and and like they're you know it's, it's yes. stuff there, but then it becomes this giant. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go on. He's like a giant, like badass bear when he goes through the cl- you know, the portal, and it's a it's a big fantasy epic starring toys, which is kind of a clever idea. I thought, uh, what's it called again? Jeez. Uh, Listener friend pointed out that stuff the, of legend. Yeah, stuff of legend. That's it. Yeah, and okay. also friend uh, Celine wanted to point out in brief little toaster the appliances called their owner's master. And <laughs> when you think about that, the whole thing is about a bunch of abandoned appliances, like in a cabin, trying to find their master. That makes right. it, I guess, kind of a reverse underground railroad. Oh my god! A little god. bit, yeah. yeah. Uh... Well, that, yeah, that took a turn. Because <laughs> I know the second movie is about him going off to college, which is why he leaves them all behind. The Toy Story? No, it's the third one. No, 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 no. The Brave Little Toaster. The second one is about him going off to college. Oh, did the toaster go to Mars there's or something? There's, there's two Brave Little Toaster movies. Oh, right, yes! The Brave Little Toaster goes to Mars, yes. Wow. <laughs> Somehow, go, you know, that's burying the lead a bit. The kid goes to college. Oh, by the way, Ed is involved in the story of this movie. Somehow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the third one is where they go to Mars, according to Celine. <laughs> I did not know about the third one, I haven't actually. seen I it, and I'm know. not going to even question how the appliances got to Mars. I have to wonder, <laughs> is, like, the effective Poochie of this movie, the hip new character they add to the cast, is it the Mars rover? <laughs> Probably I was say, that would be well. They didn't have the Mars. That was like mid '80s, so they didn't oh. have the Mars rover. So unfortunately, <laughs> otherwise that would actually be dead okay, on. Was that it, it the would Viking possibly be from... not only not only the inspiration for well, the story, but possibly only, okay. As well. Celine says that they go to Mars because the master's baby was kidnapped to Mars by another appliance. Why Which does I'm he not, still have these appliances? I'm not like, sure he's, what he, he's Mars kept God. them for like twenty years at this point. <laughs> hey, they don't I mean, make the, them like the they used to. Yeah. <laughs> these well, are that, appliances remember, from the fifties. Seen... They were built to withstand a bomb and keep working. That's yeah, true. Well, the, the radio from the first movie is like he talks entirely in like nineteen thirties radio cliches, and it was that was already fifty years out of date. It was like it's like a it's like a nineteen thirties radio doing like Al Jolson impressions and things. And you're wondering, I think it was John Lovitz who did the voice. Actually, I remember but, uh, yeah. apparently on Mars there's a society of clients from the nineteen fifties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gonna, Every answer raises further questions. Um, <laughs> but I actually remember I really liked the Brave Little Toaster as a kid, and there are two distinct things I remember. One is the fucking Pennywise firefighter clown in the nightmare sequence. <laughs> and two is that I re- is that I liked the radio the most because it wasn't anthropomorphized. Right. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, unlike the others, it didn't have a face or anything. It had right. mostly its uh, speaker grill was the closest thing to a mouth, but it largely wasn't overly expressive, save for some squish right. and squish, and its only limit has was its antenna, and I like that right. design. Right. Mm. Well, I guess they felt because it was such a, a talker, they didn't need to do anything else with it, basically. Yeah. But, it, which... Yeah. What was it? Was it so? It was the toaster, the radio, the vacuum cleaner, the electric blanket, and there was one other. The lamp. Who was the other one? It was the lamp. The lamp. Yeah, the lamp. That's sort I of a proto Squidward. 
kind of. <laughs> yeah. I've actually not seen any of the any of the toaster movies in full. I didn't even know there was a third one, so <laughs> the, to- the toaster saga. <laughs> basically, yeah, it was a saga. Well, once you've gone to Mars, where are you going to go from there? Basically, I mean, pretty much. Bill and Bill and Ted is coming back, and they're going to somehow recover from going to Mars in the second one. Well, sorry, they no. They use a ceiling fan to get to Mars again. Every answer raises more questions. <laughs> <laughs> so, here's a proposed thing for you. Your the brave you. little toaster universe exists in the same verse as Pee Wee's Playhouse? Probably. Possibly. I'm going to say yes, they're around the same time. I don't know. <laughs> Just because of all the. You mean like Cherry and yeah. all the yeah. other weird animals and his, all the other talking things? I wonder if Pee Wee. You kind of wonder, if, you know, given that so many of the things in the playhouse are inanimate objects that come to life, you have to wonder if it was a, it was a uh, kind of a sixth sense thing, and it's all happening in Pee Wee's head. Are you saying that like Pee Wee is like Doctor Doolittle, but for furniture? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yes, that would be interesting. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to share this thought. I just had the horrible image of them redoing Brave Little Toaster in live action like they did Beauty and the Beast. Oh, And geez. just imagining oh all God. these horrible Dark Souls-like enemies versions. Oh, God. Of these Still animated appliances. Were... It should be noted that they also went to Mars, rescued the kid, and came back in one night. Well, as one does. I think yes. once, you've got, once you've got a talking toaster, I guess uh, they're not <laughs> overly concerned about... Yeah, they're doing the Lion King in live action, too. Which, if, if this doesn't just turn out to be raw, heavily edited to be the plot of the Lion King, I'll be disappointed. <laughs> well, John Oliver is Zazu. <laughs> yeah, but... Okay, that's the plot. Well, yes, but is he playing anyone in the Lion King? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> For those who don't know, Roar was an exploitation question mark movie in the 80s that yeah. was effectively this... Didn't uh, we talk about it on did. one episode? We yeah, our... we, that was our very first... Before we were even Destroy All Clickbait, we had a, pr- a proto show. Yeah, that's in a lost we episode. We talk about it, but it is the craziness that they got a bunch of people to basically stand around actual wild big cats like lions and tigers and cut that footage into a narrative Mm -hmm. and it is an amazing thing to watch because there is quite a few instances where people are actually like attacked by the lions or visibly terrified that they might be (laughs) people got mauled yeah Yeah, people got mauled on camera by that movie children that were forced to appear in it are apparently still traumatized it not is, yeah. It is like purely by luck and miracles this movie did not turn into a snuff film. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yes. So so for the Lion King, <laughs> they're gonna throw hyenas and uh uh what what else into the mix? A Buffalo Stampede. A Buffalo Stampede, yep. Yep. Yeah. That's uh. well, I mean, of all the things I know they're doing Aladdin, which makes I guess 
sort of sense, but how on earth they think they're going to do The Lion King in live action is beyond me. Truth uh, be told, I'm hoping that it's going to be a weird mashup of of what they do for the stage show, mostly because the stage show is beautiful. Yeah. I haven't seen it, but I've seen assets from it. No, the stage so... show is wonderful. Yeah. The, the, I mean, the whole point is the stage show is is... Like, it's got that stylization, which, I mean, if they make it that stylized, it's like, why not go back to animation? <laughs> you know what this I mean? Is, yeah, no, that's true. That is very, that, very true. Because Disney... That's the inherent problem. These are stories that were designed... And, like, I haven't seen the, the live-action Beauty and the Beast. It's like, isn't it, like, two hours long? Like, they've just padded it, and they've made it... And they're going against everything that kind of makes the animated movies work to me. Like, it just... It, it's so defeating the purpose of you got a nice tight tightly told story that's heavily visual and is based around these designs and and illustrative aspects and you're going to take away all that part and and redo it just because people know the name well this is considering that aladdin specifically the the movie was made in part because they wanted to make something that they couldn't do live action for at least at the time um so the fact that they're trying to do a live action Aladdin now is kind of funny. So <laughs> I don't know how they'll do it. There's no live action The Thief and the Cobbler to crib from. Yeah, this is true. This is quite true. Spearhawk wa- uh, Fred Spearhawk wants to point out that in the live action they added Beast Mansplaining Shakespeare to Bell. Really? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's true. Oh, why? Why? It's clear. It's also clearly not intended to be that, but but that's what he ends up doing. Yeah, (laughs) great. Awesome. A scene that was clearly missing from the animation, uh, the animated uh, scene, was the beast mansplaining to to Bell. Yeah, and and then those the just the 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 designs of the furniture were so off-putting to me. Like, I mean. I, I mean, might have seen it if it, that was the the thing that really pushed me over. It was just how I love them, the but they, it really shouldn't have been for uh, you know <laughs> the Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, more like a you know a yeah. What was his name? Charles Band Demonic Toys remake. No, I'm mm-hmm. just I I'm kind of wondering how they expect to do an Aladdin without the energy Robin Williams brought to right. the Yeah. I mean, there's so many aspects of that that makes me go, what? Like, he's not an animator. Oh, I mean, shit, I just remember that. Whatever, isn't but... Will Smith being genie? I think is that, so. Is yeah. that the plan? Oh, my God. I mean, like... I can see him doing it. It'll be yeah. a different flavor no but... matter what. I, yeah, oh, I But mean... I also saw him in, coll- was it Collateral Beauty? So... Oh. It's not a compliment. <laughs> and eight pounds. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's a very do. And I mean, the whole point of the genie is well, Robin Williams does a lot of impressions, so the genie is going to keep shape shifting to reflect that all the different impressions he does. Will Smith not so much known as an impressionist, generally. Mm, well, no, he no. So well, I will I mean, say it's almost like if we get a fucking rap version of Friend Like Me. <laughs> I might be oh my god! <laughs> Here comes a friend like me. 
Hey, if this brings back the idea of letting Will Smith do rap music videos at the end credits to all his movies, maybe it will be worth it. Well, I'm with the people who said Suicide Squad would have improved like ten times if Will Smith had done a Suicide Squad rap at the end. Yeah, Um, it was literally the the best part of Wild West. Sorry, Wild Wild West. Wild Wild West. There there are two wilds in that West. uh, Famously. And that's probably the that's probably the last time he did it, right? And that's yeah. probably what kind of killed it. Yeah. <laughs> was, was no, the... I think the second Men in Black movie was the was the last time he did it. Uh, Unless he did I didn't. Rap for what? Men in Black? Yeah, he did it. He did. It. Someone. <laughs> Someone what? did a Will Smith rap for Bright. Yeah. <laughs> uh, again, see the thing is, it's not so much that the rap. Uh, seriously, though, it's not so much that the rap would have improved it in and of itself. It's just that that would have been the kind of movie, if it was the kind of movie that could have a rap at the end, it would have probably improved both movies a lot, because they wouldn't have been so full of themselves and dark and serious and intense and everything. Um, Okay, the second Men in Black rap was by Pitbull. No, I think that was actually the third one. (laughs) There have been three Men in Black movies. Yeah. Well, Well, is that... uh, He's Wikipedia yet, though, right? Or whatever? I don't know. So here's an interesting thing. The first Men in Black is legit one of my favorite movies. Well, it's a good movie. I know the script by heart. Uh Uh-huh. I have not seen the third one because the second one was so fucking awful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I haven't seen the third one. The third one's actually not bad because at least they do original things with it instead of the second one, which tried to rehash all the same stuff from the first one. But... The third one, and the third one is also very clearly Tommy Lee Jones going, no, I can't sanction your buffoonery, I'm not going to come back to this movie. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> uh, but so the they get Josh Brolin doing... The made me just what... imagine that there was old K, but just inexplicably, <laughs> they replaced Tommy Lee Jones with Nick Offerman. <laughs> and just... Son, I cannot sanction your buffoonery. <laughs> uh, but... Well, they replaced him with Josh Brolin, of course, doing what has to be said is a pretty bang-on Tommy Lee Jones impression as younger Tommy Lee Jones, basically. Um, mm. uh, so that is why it kind of works, basically, because it's set in the 60s, and time travels back to the 1960s. Uh. Um, but, uh, and so it's when Kay was young, and he's uh, played by Josh Brolin. Uh, and I always said if they were ever going to do a fourth Men in Black, I'm going to assume they would hit Kay with some kind of de-aging ray, and he would be Josh Brolin again. Uh, and that's how they would continue the series with <laughs> with uh, with him. Anyway, but at that point, Kay's life is kind of this nightmare of, uh, what do you call it? Uh, this Kafka-esque nightmare where he keeps getting rebooted and yes. having his mind erased and restored and... <laughs> I say we go even further. Kay is played by a different actor in not only in each movie, but not only in each scene, but in each cut. (laughs) Oh, God! (laughs) (laughs) Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus all over again. We got Joe Pesci, Nick Offerman, John Goodman. Mm Mm-hmm. Steve Buscemi. We got everyone here takes a chance at playing Kay. (laughs) <laughs> Nicholas Cage, yep. Nicola, Nicholas Walker, um, 
Sorry, Christopher Walken. I don't know who the fuck Nicholas Walker is. I'm sure he's a nice guy. Nicholas Walker. <laughs> sure, he's a great guy. Nicholas Walker is my imagined, since we're short a few actors for one scene, is Nicholas Cage doing the face <laughs> while uh, Christopher Walken, Walker. while holding his hands behind his back, and Christopher Walken is working his arm Swedish chef style. <laughs> That's a extremely oh. elaborate premise in a very short period of time based on yeah. getting somebody's name wrong. It's a very uh, it's a very experimental <laughs> installment in the Men in Black franchise. It's adaptation two, basically. He does battle with the puppet guy by having having someone operate him like a puppet, basically. Oh my god. Wait, no, I'm getting mixed up with being John Malkovich an adaptation. Anyway. Um yes. I think uh, we're all very tired at this point, and uh, I think we're uh, just about done for the evening. Am I right? Any 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 final thoughts? Uh, no, I don't think so. How did we get to this for talking about Elastigirl's butt? <laughs> Here, all bros. I wouldn't say it was necessarily. Butt. A, yeah. uh, I say it was a decline in the in the uh, level of conversation. It's just a no. sort of a a, a, a paras- parallel move. Yeah. Uh, in class uh but anyway so on that note uh i think we'll uh we'll wrap it up here folks so uh thanks as always for tuning in thanks to all the people on twitch uh just a reminder again we are being hosted on both my and ing's patreon if you check us out on patreon just google adam or adam prosser or ing on patreon and you can if you're listening to this, you'll probably be listening to it on Patreon. Um, but thanks again to all the Twitch uh, listeners, and uh, also on uh, Twitter, at Prankster36, and I talk about some related stuff to some of this. Uh, and uh, so we'll see you again in a couple weeks. Uh, keep your stick on the ice. Uh, enjoy uh, enjoy the internet uh, in the fading years of the 21st century, and uh, hope to see you all again soon. Yay! Well, we're Guess. well into the 20th Night. century. <laughs> I don't know what that meant. <laughs> I can't tell time. <laughs>